clear space of just presence or beingness without adding thinking to it. And if, if a thought should arise, just allow it to pass, don't follow it where it wants to take you, because every thought that's come along, he wants to grab your attention. Realizing that for this brief space, thinking is not important. And if a thought comes, just let it go. So here we go. That's interesting. So if you were able to do that, that's only you can know. Uh, let's do it one more time. But this time, be aware not only of what you are looking at, which in this case is the screen, and you're looking into my eyes, but also be aware of yourself as the one who is looking. So there are two levels now to your consciousness. One is sense perception, that's the outer level. And the other level to your consciousness is the awareness itself. And that is what I mean when I say, be aware of yourself as the one who is looking. Now when I say, be aware of yourself as the one who is looking, this yourself, what I call yourself, is not your historical self. It is not the story of your life or the identity that uh, has formed out of the story of your life. So I'm not saying be aware of yourself as the person that you are, which is made up of your personal history. When I say be aware of yourself as the one who is looking, I'm. what I mean is be aware of that conscious presence that makes the looking possible. Be aware of yourself, not as of yourself as that particular person with a name and a history, but be aware of the deeper self. I sometimes call that the deep I. When you say I, Usually you refer to your personal self. But here, when I say be aware of yourself, be aware of the deep I rather than the surface I. And that deep I has nothing to do with your personal history. That's fine. That exists on another level. Here, that is a deeper level or higher level, however you want to put it, where you become aware of something more essential in you than your personal history. And most people have no knowledge of that, no experience of that. All they know is their surface self, the surface I. And here, again, as you look at me while, when I stop speaking, you're aware of two things, sense perception and the underlying sense of 
awareness of presence, your presence, without which you wouldn't be able to perceive anything. So you can feel yourself, you can sense yourself as the deep beingness of presence or I that has no history. It has no past and it has no future. It is a timeless dimension of consciousness. So, okay, let's do it now. There's the sense perception. It helps to be looking into my eyes, although I'm not actually there in person, but I don't think it makes that much difference. And realize when I look at you, or in this case, I'm looking actually at the camera on the screen, I am not thinking, I'm just present. So it helps to connect with somebody who is not thinking because that enables you, it helps you to also enter that state where you don't need to think. So I'll stop speaking now, perhaps for half a minute or so. And again, remember aware sense perception and the underlying awareness. And just let's carry on a little bit longer, although I'm speaking now. Uh, for just a moment, look away from the screen and just look at your surroundings. Look around the room or wherever you happen to be and see if you can still be free of thinking while you look and aware of yourself as the consciousness that is doing the looking. In other words, there's a stillness inside, but that stillness is alert. The stillness is alert. And then you're looking back at the screen with me. So what you're experiencing is a shift in consciousness from thinking to a dimension that I call higher than thinking, where thinking is transcended. You have not lost consciousness, which is when you fall below thinking through drinking alcohol or becoming very tired or taking some other substance. You fall below thinking. It's one way of becoming free of thinking. The other is to rise above thinking, and that's, that is where we are going in terms of human evolution so that we can still think but we are no longer trapped in thinking and then thinking becomes a wonderful powerful tool that can be used but you as a person are no, no longer trapped in this limited sense of identity that arises out of thinking you have found a deeper place in you that is more essential than thinking and that's why stillness is so important. Inner stillness. Stillness refers to an inner state. It doesn't really matter whether around you there's silence or not, or the initially 
It can be helpful to be in a quiet place where there's no disturbances and you can just be still inside because you're not being disturbed by anything. But eventually you'll have develop the ability, the ability grows in you of stepping out of thinking when you don't need it or want it. And then you have the stillness is in you can be there in the middle of a noisy city or a noisy room. Because all that stillness really means is for a moment there's a conscious space in you where there's no thinking. And that conscious space is stillness. And that connects you with a deeper, I could also say, higher intelligence in you, an intelligence that transcends the limited intelligence of the thinking mind, which is only a limited expression of that deeper intelligence. So, the more you're able to find that place within you, that dimension within you, the more connected you are to that transcendent intelligence, which means you as a person becomes more creative, more intuitive, more original in your thinking. Everybody who has ever created anything new and fresh has had some access within to that dimension because that dimension is where all creativity arises, not the limited thinking mind. The thinking mind is a tool that then can be used to give expression to something that comes from the unconditioned consciousness within you. So before we carry on, let's, I'll invite you one more time to just be still. Let's give it a minute or so and be aware of what we are seeing and be aware of ourselves or of yourself as the awareness, the underlying stillness. So you are the canvas, so to speak. Let's say you have a painting. What you perceive is what appears on the canvas, your sense perception. It's an ever-moving picture on the canvas. Normally, you would only be aware and identified with what appears on the canvas. And now you become aware of the canvas itself on which all these things are painted, your sense perceptions in this analogy. So what you're seeing is what appears on the canvas, but you also become aware of yourself as the space, the white space, so to speak, on which the sense perceptions appear. So you have the double awareness of form and formless. So let's do it now.
So isn't there a sense of aliveness there in the background? Isn't there a sense of peaceful but alive beingness or presence that you cannot really define? And that is the, the deep eye, as I sometimes call it, the deep eye of who you are. That's the deepest meaning of in the ancient Greek, from ancient Greek philosophy, the dictum, know thyself. And to know thyself is really, doesn't so much mean to know all the things associated with your personal history, but that has a deeper meaning. It means know who you are or what you are in your essence. And in your essence you are conscious. In your essence you are consciousness. And to know yourself as consciousness that is spiritual awakening and that is enlightenment if you want to use that term and that's why we're here to to find and to deepen that dimension of consciousness and that is presence so as we continue now even while I perhaps answer other questions, let's continue to not only be aware of sense perceptions, what you see and what you hear, but also continuing, continuing to be aware of yourself as the presence, as the still presence that makes the sense perceptions possible. So let's carry on. Okay. Eckhart, many people have written in wanting to know in one way or another how to relate to what feels like an overactive thinking mind. One person wrote in, as I begin to practice presence, it seems like I'm thinking even more than usual. And I have a heavy inner dialogue about this that I'm not doing the practice correctly. Do you have any suggestions or advice? Well, it's likely that uh, in the case of this questioner, it's probably the case that he's not actually thinking more than usual, but he's becoming more aware of how the noisy his or her mind is. So that can easily happen when you begin to become aware of your thinking, of your otherwise unconscious thinking. But that is already something, something is already gained because there is a minimum of awareness already there in you because you know that your mind is noisy and never stops. There's some awareness a little bit there in the background. A person who is 100% identified with their thinking mind 
doesn't even know it. So they could be totally trapped in every thought that arises would com take complete possession of that person. And that person would interpret everything that's happening around them through the filter of their thought. So, once you know that your mind never stops speaking, then you will also know that a lot of what the mind says is superfluous or even harmful. For example, it likes to dwell on negative things and replay them in your mind again and again. Some people are replaying in their minds events that happened not yesterday, not last week, but 20 years ago what somebody did to me, and I'm not denying that dreadful things are perpetrated on people by deeply unconscious humans. I'm not denying that there may, may not be, have been bad things inflicted on you, but to replay a negative event or a sequence of negative events that once happened continuously in your mind so as I said, it could be something that happened many years ago and you're thinking, you've been thinking about it so much that it has become part of your personal identity. So part of your personal identity has become a, a victim of something or somebody. And then once a frequently recurring thought uh, becomes so deeply lodged in the mind that it becomes part of your identity, the strange thing is you don't even want to let go of it. You cling to it because you don't want to let go of what you think of as yourself. So if you are clinging to certain negative thoughts, also be aware that the, uh, there is a certain, almost an addiction to certain types of negative thinking in you. Uh, that in other words, there's something you does not want to let go of certain types of negative thinking. It's not necessarily what I just mentioned, an event that happened in the distant past. It could be other things, and there could be the mind pattern in you that tends to dwell and seek out negative people and situations and experiences. You're just looking for the next thing to complain about. <laughs> this is not an uncommon but very self-destructive mind pattern in you and you wouldn't even know it. All you know it, you have a very noisy mind that continuously complains, <laughs> that continuously argues with what is, situ situations you find yourself in, people, people that you're with, activities that you're engaged in but you don't want to be engaged in them but you're doing them. All this kind of thinking that is neg negative in essence that becomes addictive. So it is that kind of unconscious thinking and you may be able to observe that your, your, your noisy mind, that's a, a significant part of it is of a negative kind. It's the noisy mind in most cases, in not, they're not thought patterns that say, 
oh, life is so wonderful, it's so great, look at all these beautiful things. It, it, in most cases, it says the opposite. It complains, it argues, it plays out imaginary discussions and dialogues where you, you, you're winning the argument, it, it says what should have happened but didn't happen, and so on, it, it never stops. It has an addictive quality to it. It's important to realize that. So it's important to realize that there, although some of there is an aspect of you that wants to be free of this, but there's another huge part of you, which is the conditioned egoic mind. It does not want to be free. It does not want to let go. There is an addiction to that kind of negative mental noise. And again, uh, if you don't know this, that you are addicted to negativity, to negative thinking, then you're trapped in it forever. But if you can observe that actually this, I don't want to stop thinking these negative thoughts, isn't that strange? So you, and then you stand back a little and you see, play these negative thoughts occur again and again and again. And then the awareness grows. Now the awareness is the freedom. The arising of awareness is the possibility of, of being free. And when there's enough awareness that arises, when you see how futile and destructive many these these types of these types of thinking are, when you realize that actually it doesn't feel good, then the desire to be free grows. And then, that, but that arises out of the awareness. And then, you can, when you see how futile a lot of that thinking is, and then you experience moments of freedom, and now more importantly, the possibility of choosing to be free of that unconscious thinking arises for the first time you have a choice when there's enough of a minimum of awareness you have a choice of do I want to carry on thinking these kinds of thoughts day in day out these kinds of typical recurring thoughts that I tend to do I want to carry on like that until I die or do I want to be free and experience life in a different way and then the, your choice comes and you can exercise the choice of wanting to be free of that not only unnecessary but self-destructive mental noise. And then the question arises, okay, I have recognized that this is futile and destructive and I want to be free of it. Now the question arises, how? Because it's still there. You have the tool now, you have the awareness and you have the addictive thinking still playing itself out, but the awareness is growing. So you can now take a choice, I choose, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night and you go into the same kind of fearful thinking or complaining thinking or problem-making thinking and you're trapped in it and you can't stop thinking it. Life, life is such, such a burden to you and your life is just so problematic and and you're carrying such a burden and, and then you suddenly realize what your mind is doing and said okay do I really lying here in bed at three in the morning 
Is that what I want? Or can I experience this moment in a different way? Do I choose to experience this moment, which after all is the only moment there ever is, present moment? Do I choose to experience this in a different way? And says, yes, I choose to experience it in a different way. I don't need that stuff anymore. And then you can say, okay, I'm taking my attention out of thinking. And there I always, I recommend various portals you can use, so to speak. And one of them, and a very powerful one, is, and if you've read the books, you know that, but it's easy to forget in actual situations that that is a possibility, inner body awareness. Inner body awareness means your attention moves from being trapped in, in your thinking mind into the body. You direct the focus of your attention into the body. And it always starts, the easiest place to start is your hands. You, you can feel, it sounds almost too simple or simplistic, and it is in a way, it is simple. You can feel the, en the energy inside your hands. If you, now I'm saying something now that is a help to people who cannot feel it even right now, because as I speak about it and as I show you my hands, you can do the same. Are you able to feel that your hands are alive inside? Can you sense that there, there's an inherent sense of aliveness inside your hand? Every cell is alive. And if you cannot feel it, I recommend that you hold your hands like this and you close your eyes and don't move your hands or have your fingers touching each other. Ask yourself the question, without looking at my hands and without moving my hands, how can I know that my hands are still there? Now that's a strange question. The mind might say, well, I know my hands are still there because I just looked at them. But the question doesn't refer to the past. The question refers to the present. How can I know that in this moment my hands are still there without moving them or looking at them or them touching anything? And then the answer becomes obvious to you. You can feel them. You can feel the energy field inside your hands. First, it's a very subtle thing. And then you feel it more strongly. Some people describe it as a tingling or just a sense of aliveness inside. And that's the beginning of inner body awareness. Once you can feel your hands, then you know what inner body awareness means. And you can always start feeling by feeling your hands. Now, first of all, when you begin inner body awareness with your hands, you will immediately notice that, that your thinking becomes reduced to very, very little because you cannot be aware of your hands or your inner body and at the same time do a lot of thinking. You've taken attention or consciousness away from the thinking mind. Once you can feel your hands, you can also feel your feet, for example. Not perhaps as strongly, but you can feel the energy inside your feet. And then you can incorporate other parts of the body into that feeling. So you can feel your 
hands and feet at the same time and then incorporate other parts, your arms, your legs and then you bring in the rest of the body into that sense of global aliveness. Your body is alive and you can feel that your body is alive. You stepped out of thought and the inner body awareness keeps you anchored in the present moment too and it keeps you out of involuntary thinking and then you begin to actually enjoy that and that then provides a it counteracts the addictive nature of negative thinking especially the addictive nature of all compulsive thinking this this feeling of aliveness in, which is enjoyable that you can sense counteracts addictive thinking which is a pleasure a perverse kind of pleasure a destructive kind of pleasure like a drug that is addictive thinking so and so the joy that you feel the aliveness that you feel in your inner body counteracts that so negative types of thinking which is a large percentage of unconscious thinking is then becomes no longer necessary for you you become free of that addiction because that's really what it is people are not conscious you are not present are completely addicted to thinking and a lot of that is is not helpful not is not original thinking with great insights in thinking that, that gives you new possibilities of doing and creating no it's repetitive useless destructive thinking that's what you want to be free of so inner body awareness when you realize you don't want that type of thinking anymore go into the body start with your hands and then gradually incorporate the rest of the body into that sense of inner body aliveness and stay with it depending on your outer circumstances sometimes you just go there for a minute sometimes you might there might be more time and when you stay with it for five or ten minutes and at other times you might even be still engaged in other things or talking to somebody and still feel that inner body aliveness in the background as I can feel it now and probably you can feel it as I'm talking about it continuously and the words are pointers to it as I speak I can feel the aliveness